We individualize training in the pool, so why not individualize your nutrition? Erica Barney of Barney Wellness Building will help you and your swimmers get exactly what each athlete needs through genetic testing and personalized nutrition plans. So stop guessing what you should and shouldn't be putting into your body. Athletes within a few weeks have noticed they're recovering faster because they're fueling their body with what they need and staying away from what their body hates. Erica understands swimming. She gets it. She's worked with over 20 Olympians, including the fastest man in the world, Caleb Dressel. Group discounts are available. So go to Biney Wellness Building and get in touch with Erica today. That's Biney, B-E-I-N-E, wellnessbuilding.net. Hey guys, I've been trialing some revolutionary new swim tech and now you can get your hands on it too. This is EO Swim Better, a swimming evolution in the palm of your hands. Improve your technique with EO Swim Better. Analyze your stroke technique with EO's Swim Better handset. Go to eolab.com, use code BRETT at checkout and save 10%. Okay, joined here by Peter Kotsia. How you doing, man? I'm good, thanks. Thank you for having me. Now, you're back in South Africa. You were just on the World Cup tour, right? Yeah, well, I only did the middle leg, so I did the, the meet in Athens. Okay. How come you just decided to do one leg? Um, I was going to only do the first one in Berlin, um, just because I had exams. I had to come back to South Africa for some exams, but I got sick, so I said, let me... Let me go do the middle one rather to get that extra week of training um, before. Nice. Now, how'd you feel about your performance there? Yeah, it was good. Um, I think it started off very well with the 200 because that mm -hmm. was, I think, the second fastest I've ever been in the 200 back. So it started yeah. off pretty well. And then the 50, I had a bit of a slip on the start. So I wasn't too happy with that. Mm -hmm. And the body was, was pretty tired um, when I got to the last day for the 100 for some reason. Um, I think we were just in tough training and there was no taper or anything like that. Mm. So I think the body was just feeling it a bit. Um, but yeah, I was still happy to 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 get second place in the 100 back. But um, I want to be consistent under 53. And I was over 53, so I wasn't too happy with it. Okay, nice. Mate, you're one of the um, incredible talents around the world. Uh, I, got a, I got to spend a couple of days with you while I was out in South Africa and just couldn't believe how skilled you are. But um, you're, you're multi-talented too in terms of what you can do. Uh, run us through some of your best events and your best times long course right now. Yeah, so obviously the backstroke events is my my best on my best events. So my 50 back long course is a 24.36, oh. 100 is a 52.7, and 200 is a 156.0. Um, and then I also, I also like swimming the 53 which is a weird one because I train for 200 backstroke. So I do mostly mid distance, but I do enjoy doing a 53 every now and then like at nationals or whatever. So my PU there's a 22 one, um, my hundred free, I haven't gone under 49. So I think I'm like 49 zero. Mm. Um, and yeah, I haven't done, I haven't done butterfly in very long, but I think I'm a 24, 24, fly and a 53 something hundred fly. Wow. and 200 IM, it's it's been years since I've swung that, so I can't really say what my time is for that. Now, is is a 200 IM something that you're spending a bit more focus on um, now, or are you going to avoid that event? 
I really would love to do it because it's, I feel like it's um, the event that really showcases like all everyone's strengths and weaknesses and you really need to know your stuff to, to mm. do well in it. So I think it really is a big honor if you do well in the 200 IM. And I've been thinking I want to introduce that and race a, a bit more. more. But the thing is, the training is very, very specific. And I think I would have to, if I would move over to training a little bit more IM, I would be doing less backstroke than I have been doing. And I don't know if that's really what I want. So we'll see in the future. I definitely will, will add 200 IM. But I think for now, for this cycle, up building up to the Olympics, um, I would probably be best sticking to what I've been doing recently. Yeah. Now, Rocco Mering is your coach now, and he was telling me kind of a story about how you, you came to swim with him. But um, at the time, you weren't very good before you got to Rocco. Uh, kind of talk us through when you started swimming and um, and kind of how that move was from going from where you were to, to Rocco. Yeah, so I was I actually stayed in a small town called Rustenburg, um, which is like about an hour, hour and a half from Pretoria. Mm. And there it's rugby is basically rugby is all they do there. And um, maybe some athletics, you know, but swimming really isn't something that people watch or really do. So in school and stuff, I always I never really wanted to commit to swimming because there wasn't really a lot of recognition and mm. um, you, you would kind of get made fun for it um, in a way. So I was doing rugby and, and cricket and athletics and everything else. And I wanted to run. I wanted to, to do athletics. Um, but then I just started, I started swimming like maybe twice a week because my sister was a swimmer. Mm. So I started swimming twice a week and, and racing on the weekends. And the racing was what I really loved. Uh, I loved winning. And I was winning like every weekend in the in the age groups that we were doing. So I really enjoyed that. And as as I was swimming more, I became slower in the running. Um, and then obviously playing rugby, when I when I started taking swimming more seriously, there would be injuries and stuff. So I stopped doing that pretty quickly. And um, I think seventh grade, I stopped the the rugby. And then up until up until tenth grade, when I was like 15, 16, I was doing swimming, hockey and a bit of cricket mm. um, in, in Rustenburg, but definitely focusing more on swim. swimming was like the primary one and the other two was kind of just for fun. Um, and then lockdown happened and Olympics got postponed by a year. And this was while I was still in Rustenburg. And then I just realized like, this is an extra year that I have now to train. At that time I was, I think a 56, 700 backstroke. Wow. And so I said, it's another year that I have to drop three seconds. And the only way I'm going to do that is to go and train with the best coach that we have in South Africa and the, the best facility, I would say also. And it's, it's not too far away. I mean, it's an hour and a half. So I spoke to my parents and um, got them on board. And yeah, then I made the move to Rocker. Uh, and my first session there was in like a 20 meter pool in someone's backyard because it was locked down and, and we weren't allowed to to use public pools. So that was kind of like secret, illegal training that we did. But <laughs> but yeah, that's how we started. I love it. I love it. And and the story is fairly accurate then because Rocco told me that it was about a year out from the Olympics He and he's speaking to your father and he said, look, we, we made the move to you because we want to make the Olympics. And uh, Rocco's like, okay, great. We've got, you know, 
you know, four years till the next Olympics. And, and your dad was kind of like, no, 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 we want to make Tokyo Olympics. And, and Rocco was yeah. like, hey, he's 56 in the 100 back. You realize he's going to have to drop <laughs> three seconds. And and they're like, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's why we brought him to you. So, like, in your mind, you were, you were going to drop this three seconds in one year, right? Yeah, I, d I just decided I am doing this. And I kind of went with the mindset of this is destiny. Like, if this doesn't happen, I don't know what's, what's going to happen. So <laughs> I, I kind of accepted it is happening from the start. Since wow. I'm, I said I'm making the move, I said, if I'm going to train at Tux with Rocco, I am going to make this team. So I think the belief really helped me to do it. Wow, that's incredible, man. Uh, massive drops and, and good for you. You did do it. You, you made the drops. You made the team. Um, what was it like competing at your first Olympics uh, at such a young age? Yeah, no, it was crazy. Um, I actually, after my first, after my 100 backstroke, um, I said to the, the other guys on the team, it felt like I was racing, like these guys aren't human. And Brad Tanya was like, welcome to the Olympics because he knows what it's about and he's been there before. Mm. And, yeah. but yeah, no, it was, but it was, it was nice having Chad there. So it was Matt, Matt and I's first Olympics and we were the young guys on the team. And it was nice to have Chad there showing us around the village, showing us how things works um, and all of that. So no, it was, it was a very good experience and I really think it's, it helped me um, go to the next level. Yeah. May you're, you're still 18. Is that right? I'm 19 this year. Oh, 19. You're 19 this year. When do you turn 19? Yeah. I already turned 19 in May. Oh, in May. Okay. So, yeah, you're yeah. 19 now. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we're still young and still uh, a long way to go in swimming. But um, you said you focus primarily on the middle distance. Do you, do you feel most comfortable in the 200 back? Yeah, I think I would say I really do. Um, my back end is something that's always been good. Even when, when I was younger, I, did, I really didn't do anything over maybe three Ks a day. Um, since I was 11 years old and started training, uh, it was maybe an hour to an hour and a half a day, five days a week, mm. um, max. Started off like two times a week. So we, I had a very, very much of a sprint background when I moved to Rocco and it was a whole different world when I moved because it was, it was quite a lot of aerobic work and I didn't really know much about that or know how it feels. Mm. Um, but I got into it pretty quickly and once, once I was used to it, uh, I really was enjoying it. And the 200 started coming along more and more um, during my time with Rocco. So now I'm at a point where I feel at my best, at my fastest in the 200 in the last 50. So that's, I would say 200 really is something that I feel comfortable in. Uh, yeah, more than, more than sprinting, sprint races. Yeah. And it generally feels like uh, on the world stage right now with, with kind of Russia uh, being the position where it's at and, and maybe some of the athletes not being able to compete next year, it feels like 200 back is that one event that really has an opening on the world stage. Would you agree? Yes, no, definitely. It's, it's wide open. And um, there's always been like one guy that's going 153 or 152 or whatever. And now um, obviously costs went 154, which was very good. Mm -hmm. um, but but behind that, it's it's a whole lot of 154s, fives, and sixes, mm. and yeah, it's, it's just about who's who's going to take the next step and and go far, way faster than that. Yeah, 
Talk me through your race strategy and your 200 back. I mean, it's people that swim the 200 back will always claim that it's the toughest event to swim because it just, it just burns the legs. Um, So in terms of your race strategy, what's it like for you right now? Yeah, I definitely wouldn't say it's the toughest race in swimming. Um, I think 4am would definitely be the toughest one, and according to me. But my strategy in the 200 back is, is basically to go to the first 50 easy speed, not put in too much effort or too much kicking. Um, in the second 50, you start, I start easing into a build, but not, nothing, nothing too intense but on the second 50. Um, so the second 50 is actually normally my, my slowest one out of the four. And then the third 50, I, I really start picking up the build, especially the last, let's say, 25 meters of that third 50. And um, mm-hmm. when I watch it, the video, I can actually see like that's the switch right there. I'm starting to to pull harder and moving faster. So and then the, the fourth 50, I really just pick up my stroke rate and use whatever I have left to to finish the race strong. Yeah. So we, I, I did an explanation on Instagram yesterday, actually, where I was talking about easy speed and I was, I was, I was um, comparing it to kind of a clenched fist. You know, when you, when you have a real hard clenched fist, um, you know, it's going to burn you up. So if you swim that first 50, like you're, you're going all out, it's going to hurt a lot. So in terms of easy speed, what, is it, what does it mean to you? How do you determine what easy speed is? It means, to me, it means swimming fast without having your effort too high. And that that comes naturally to me the closer I get to taper also. Because mm. uh, I think when your body's a bit more rested and you just feel more more light in the water, mm. you can get that easy speed um, by, you know, just doing, your body knows what to do and getting into your stroke, and but not putting in basically any effort on the first 50. It's just coming naturally. Um, but still going at the speed you want to go and having the speed. Mm. Now, listen, you're a young guy with a lot of talent who, who's now working hard and, and got great coaching now. But the thing you're probably lacking now is just experience. Um, you, you know, you've just gone off to the World Cups to get some more experience, but it's difficult being in South Africa to race against the best guys consistently. So when you do get a chance to put yourself up next to them, how do you feel now? Like obviously in, in Tokyo a few years ago, you probably felt um, like uh, an imposter maybe a little bit. Um, but but now do you see yourself as one of the best swimmers in the world? Yeah, um, definitely felt like an imposter um, in Tokyo because it was Tokyo was literally my first senior international meet of any kind. Before that, I, I was at Junior Worlds and I was mm. at um, – African Junior Championships. That was the only SA teams that I, I was in before the Olympics. Mm. So it really was, that's the best way to put it. It felt like I was an imposter. But mm. after just a few times of racing those guys, um, that next year I did Mario Nostrum, um, Commonwealth Games, World Juniors, and the World Cups. I've done two World Cups now. So I've been doing a lot more racing on that stage and on that level. And now I'm at a point where I really believe that I am one of the the best swimmers in the world and that it's only going to be, that I'm only going to get faster from here. Yeah. You've had that experience too of um, looking at an Olympics and saying, okay, I've got, I've got a year to drop three seconds. Now you're in a position where it's, it's, you're probably not saying the same thing, but you're obviously looking to drop time and improve and make 
make changes um, to get better. So what are you looking at now in this preparation for, for Paris in, in order to kind of get on the podium in, in terms of where you are right now? Yeah, um, I would say I, I did look at like the, the people who will be competing for the medals mm. so far from what we know. And I have the times that that I need to be going by that time next year in Paris. Mm-hmm. So I've I've got them written down and I've spoken spoken to Rocco about it. And so I know what I want to do. And now I'm I'm not really thinking about that too much. I'm just thinking about what I need to do to get there on on every single day, you know, the daily routine, instead of thinking of the day that it's that it's act- will actually happen. So I think underwaters is something that I'll be working on a lot. Um, and other than that, I think work just working hard in the gym, working hard in the pool, making the the small changes that I need to, and yeah, hopefully we can we can get there by next year. Yeah, you, you know you're lucky too. You've got a group of really um, talented, hardworking swimmers around you. I mean, Tatiana uh, Schoenmaker is is the Olympic champion, defending Olympic champion in the 200 breast. So it's like. What's it like having someone like that around in your training group every day? Um, you know, someone you know that has uh, has reached the pinnacle. Uh, what do you learn from someone like her? Yeah, no, I think it was it was amazing for every single one of the swimmers in our squad um, when Tatiana got that goal and the world record and just the whole Olympic performance. Because before that, I think people may have been a little bit may have been thinking we can't do that from here. They've got mm. better facilities overseas. They they've got things we don't have. But she just went out and showed us, showed everyone, um, mm. that it's very possible. And it's possible to be the fastest there's ever been um in an event while training in Pretoria in South Africa. So I think that really meant a lot to to all of us. And yeah, it's no it's very motivating to, to see her do go through the process and just come in, do a job, leave. And um, she really is, is one of the hardest workers. And I think she's got the perfect mentality um, going forward, you know, just doing what she needs to do. And she knows exactly what that is. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely, you know, there's definitely about something about South Africans, right? Like in, in, in the culture, I mean, you guys just won the rugby world cup again. Um, for those that don't understand rugby, it's it's the biggest thing in South Africa. Like you said, growing yeah. up, you, you probably had dreams of playing for South Africa at some stage. Um, and and so, what's it like when when something like that happens in the country, where the where the rugby team wins the World Cup? What does it mean to South Africa? No, it's massive. Uh, when Matt and I were in Greece and the box were playing against France, we it was like twelve. 12 o'clock the last night. So we went racing the next day, but it was 12, half past 12 at night. And we were watching it on my phone. And um, he said, it would really actually be a big deal if we lost this game. Like it would be Mm. a big deal in South Africa because I think it's because South Africans need something that's that's something to be proud of. And rugby really has been sport in general has been, has done that a lot. And, and brought a lot of unity and pr- and pride to South mm. Africans. So people really take that serious. And um, yeah, no, but no rugby is definitely the main attraction in South Africa. Yeah, it does. It does seem like even when I was down there, it seemed like there was 
there's still some division within the country. And I think what rugby does is it, it continues to bring people together. When you look at what the rugby team has done and the way that they've assembled that team and the people in that team, it, it feels like a unified country is going out there to play rugby, right? 100%. Yeah, no, I think it, but also the team is kind of like a good representation and a good example to, mm. to the whole of South Africa because it just shows what's possible when when there is unity and no more division yeah now you've had some interesting times here in the last uh, kind of 12 months where you've actually uh, looked at going to america as well and then and maybe um, you know you committed to cal berkeley and then just in the last couple of weeks have kind of come out and said that you're going to stay in south africa so what was the decision behind um, deciding to stay in south africa now uh, for the rest of your career yeah, um, the time when I decided I'm going to commit to to Cal, um, I was there were good reasons for it. They they have the best backstroke group arguably in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, their coaches are are very well known and very successful in the past. So mm-hmm. it really was it was kind of a dream for me to go and train there because it's it's an amazing setup with great people. But um, I did say I'm going to give myself some time to think about it. And I took took a lot of time and, and played the scenarios in my head a little bit. And the main thing for me was I feel like I have a lot of freedom in South Africa in the, in the sense of I've got a car, I've got my own place to stay. And I love the people. Yeah, I've got a great coach. I've got a great facility where I can train. And, you know, just my whole support system is, yeah, um, and I wouldn't want to change something that's working. So yeah. I, I felt like it would be it would be too big of a change and kind of a gamble. Where saying, yeah, I think I can really uh, use use what I have here to my to my advantage uh, while still being home because this is my home and I really would miss would miss South Africa if I left. So yeah. I'm I'm very glad to be staying staying here in um, the amazing weather and great people that we have in south africa yeah yeah you, all good decisions and it sounds like you've thoroughly thought that through really well um and and ultimately look i don't think you can make a bad choice you ha- you had a choice of going to one of the best programs in america or staying in one of the best programs in south africa and being home and being around people um you know so i think i think ultimately you did what was best for you which is great um and now you can kind of put that behind you and focus on on the Olympics. Um. Tired of settling for less than the best with your team's dryland program? SwimStrong Dryland is the answer you've been looking for. With world-class dryland programming for every age group, customized to fit your team's needs, nutritional coaching and education centered on the latest evidence-based research, leadership training and character development to promote an athlete-driven culture, sports psychology education and mental skills training, coaches' corners to promote collaboration, data-driven performance analysis, and an unrivaled family of athletes, coaches, and teams, Fast Swimming starts here. Former swimmers looking for a way to give back to the sport in New York City? Reach out to Imagine Swimming. Since 2002, they've been the premier learn-to-swim school with international and American staff, including Olympic champions Anthony Irvin and Eric Vent. Imagine Swimming offers infant to adult classes, plus competitive team options, water polo, and an artistic swimming club coached by an Olympic silver medalist. With flagship locations across Manhattan and Brooklyn, Imagine is always looking for the next generation of swimmers, 
pass on their knowledge and passion for swimming. Vasa has been the go-to training tool outside of the pool for over 30 years. Vasa's products are ideal for developing power and proper technique in your swimmer's catch. Add a few Vasa trainers to your pool deck and it's like adding an extra lane to your swimming pool. Go to vasatrainer.com, use code BREAD at checkout and get 10% off anything from Vasa. You know, you did mention Rocco. Rocco is kind of like one of those unsung heroes uh, in South Africa. He's really, um, he's a leader and, he, and he's pulling the country together on the, on the swimming side of things. He's a unifier. He's um, somebody that really bleeds, you know, um, South African blood, you know, like he, he's, he's a true South African. So it's like, you've got, you got someone that is really going to fight for you. And, and, and he's a great coach too, you know, could, could be regarded yeah. as one of the top coaches in the world. So um, in that sense, you know, it's really nice to have Rocco in your corner, right? No, definitely. He's, um, he really is a, a unique individual, I would say. And he really knows what he's doing. Um, from a experience point of view and from a scientific point of view, he really, he really looks at every, every angle of mm. the programs that, that we do and the preparation that we need to do. So, yeah, I just said swimming, being a professional swimmer was always a dream of mine. And now I've got the chance to do it. I, I wouldn't like to delay it by another four years when I yeah. can stay here with Rocco, with, with the great setup and be a professional swimmer, which yeah. is my dream. So, yeah. Yeah. What about Matt Sates, man? He seems to be back on track again. Um, kind of disappeared for a little bit of time there, but he's, he's back with you and training and, um competing as well at the world cups and seemed to have a lot a lot of success like you is it's good to see him back in form right yeah no definitely he uh, he had a bit of a tough time um in the beginning of the year because he got very sick for about for over a week just before nationals and he was actually thinking of not doing it but yeah so i mean there wasn't really a lot of expectations going into that time period but he was very consistent in training and I think he's he's the guy that trains the hardest that I've ever seen. So I always knew he would he would come back, and yeah, it's looking good for him now. Yeah, um, what what does it mean to you to to train hard? Like when you come to practice every day and you're thinking about getting better, what are the things you're you're thinking about before you get in the water, and then maybe once you're in the water that that other people can learn from? I think it's mainly effort. Um, I, I don't really like looking at times too much because times are going to fluctuate every day and you're going to have good days and bad days. Mm -hmm. So I think no matter how you feel on the day or how recovered you are, or whatever, um, if you, if you know, if you put in the effort that that's enough that you see as enough every day, then that's, then you're doing well. Yeah. What about um, in terms of the things that may be lacking in South Africa or, or things that are tough or difficult or maybe a, a struggle? Um, what are those things that you've identified that you feel like, you know, um, you, know you, you need to get better at in, in terms of what's helping you become the best athlete you can be? Yeah, I think um, obviously a lot of facilities are better overseas than it is in South Africa, mm. but, but we, you don't really need much more than we have here. I mean, we have gyms, we have pools, 
and we've got equipment that we we use when we swim so i don't really see anything that's that's going to hold me back from in, because of because of it being south africa that's going to hold me back in swimming so i know it's just things that i need to do like maybe do extra underwaters after every practice or just working on my weaknesses do, doing some backstroke starts um and turns so yeah i wouldn't say there's anything really standing in the way and it's, it's just a personal decision now what about um the 100 backstroke how much time and energy are you putting into that right now uh i think i would say that's that's and the 200 is it's kind of on the same level of my focus the two olympic mm-hmm. events the 50 is, is just for fun when when we race it so it's 100 backstroke and 200 backstroke is is my main focus and that's what i'm looking at and that's what the times that i have in my mind i need to flip in this time and be back in this time in order to swim this time in the 100 back so uh yeah it's it's in training it's i kind of train for 200 um and come down to 100 a little bit but in the past what i have done is if i really want to target the 100 at a meet for about two or three weeks before the meet i switch over to the sprint so then i'm kind of like a hybrid between mid and sprint and and i do the mid sessions when it's aerobic and for the main sets that's like let's say back end or front end speed then i'll i'll join the sprint group mm. um, to really target the 100 back nice nice you like beating up on those sprinters with that with that extra endurance you got that's good i like that yeah <laughs> yeah um what I was going to say here, in terms of um, weaknesses for you, uh, like, would do you say, you know, do you have any weaknesses per se, like in terms of balancing your stroke, right? Like, so, uh, are you better at kicking or pulling, or are you good at both? Uh, I say kicking is a weakness, and pulling is my strength. Mm. Um, just because kicking has always been. I don't know when, when we do kicking in training or let's say 50s fast kick i feel like uh there's i'm not on the level that i am when we do pulling or swimming mm. so i think that's something that i've been working on that i need to improve and with that comes underwater kicking so kicking and underwater kicking is kind of a weakness that i need to be working on yeah now you're you're one of the young new generation you guys kind of swimming times that you know, people your age would never really think of swimming, but you know, you're, you're just at that level where it's crazy fast. So like, do you look at the world records and think to yourself that those are really doable within the next few years? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. It's a goal and a goal and a dream to break a world record. And I do think it's possible um, to break the records. One that is, is a bit tougher than the others is the turn backstroke, which is a one fifty one nine. Mm. so that's one that i've identified that's going to be a little bit tougher but i would still say it's definitely doable and it's it's something that is a, a goal and a dream of mine yeah awesome man um what is the next kind of uh period of time in terms of between now and olympic trials what do you got on the books yeah so um i think in December will be our next big big meet which is world's trials for next year um are you gonna go are you gonna go to doha i'm planning to yes mm-hmm. okay. yeah so that that will be the trials for that and then i think we've got 
national championships in um, in January as well. So that'll be December and January. And then obviously world champs will be in Feb. And then we, I think we got Olympic trials in, in April. Okay. So, so we'll do Olympic trials in April and then hopefully make the Olympic team. And probably then the next meet would be the Olympics. Well, is there a situation in South Africa where if you do a time, let's say at the world championships, let's say you win the world title, for instance, and you, and you hit a time, would that time count for an Olympic qualification? I believe so, yes. Um, in the past, I think if you swim the time and there's and you win at nationals, I think that's the main thing. You have to win at nationals in the final. Um, and no one else has a time faster than yours, then you make mm. the team. But I'm not 100% sure of the rules. I've always just said swim it in the final at trials. Make sure you, that you're on the team. So, But I'm sure... I've seen I've seen some people make the teams in different ways, so I think there is there is other ways to make it also. Yeah. Now, once you make the Olympic team in in April and you got a few months to the Olympics, um, would you look at doing like a, the Man Nostrum series again, or how would you go about getting some international racing in the next few months after that? Yeah, I think um, I haven't really looked at that so far um because it's quite it's it's too too big i think domestic three big domestic um competitions mm. that we'll be doing mm. so i don't know if if that will be enough racing for me or if i should go do some more like you said the Mara nostrum or whatever they may be but i think when it comes to that i'll just have to talk to rocco and we'll make a decision but yeah maybe maybe not we don't know yet yeah um, just for those that are interested, run us through your weekly schedule right now from, from Monday through the end of the week. What's the, what's the training cycle look like for you per week? Yeah. So um, Monday morning and afternoon is a swim session. Um, Tuesday is a gym in the morning, swim in the afternoon. Wednesday is another double swim. Thursday is gym in the morning, swim in the afternoon. Friday is a double swim and Saturday is just a single swim session. All right. And do you have workouts in particular where you know, all right, this is this is the workout where we're really going to get after it. We're going to do 200 pace. We're going to do lactate set. Do you know that in advance? Yeah. So we all on a WhatsApp group, several WhatsApp groups with Rocco. Um, Rocco is the admin and it's, it's different groups. So there's a mid group, a sprint group and a distance group. And there's even a hybrid group. So you get, you see all the sets before you get to the pool. So you know what to expect and what you're going to be doing. And um, yeah, I'd say the main ones is like the, the lactate sets for the block that we're in now. It's, it's a lot of lactate sets and a lot of back end work. So those are the two that you really know you're going to be, you're going to be pushing and training and that's what you're going to be targeting. Um, and then other than that, it's the mornings are quite a lot of aerobic type of work. Yeah. Okay. Awesome, man. Well, listen, I uh, appreciate you taking some time out. Uh, I know it's getting late there in South Africa, so uh, I appreciate this, ma'am. Um, just a, an incredible talent and someone super exciting to watch. And, um, you know, I think I think there's so much kind of potential there for you. I mean, I, I think that the 200 backstrokes and the 100 backstrokes we know about, but there's still so much potential, like you said, in that 100 freestyle, possibly even a 200 I am in the future. So, um yeah it's going to be exciting to see the way your career progresses man but um good luck with everything okay 
Thank you very much, and thank you for having me. And if you don't mind, can I end it off on a riddle? Please. So, what's six foot five, dashing, and disappears in an instant? Um, I don't know. What is it? Oh, we lost him. He's gone. <laughs> That's him, I guess. Bye. Destro Swim Towers. Gain strength in the water with a tower of power. Save $150 per double swim tower by using code BRETT, B-R-E-T-T, -T, at checkout. DestroMachines.com.